No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, Stormy Daniels in the building. So you, you have a podcast? You feel like we're, our production is higher than yours? I do. I have a podcast. Um, and yes, this is way nicer than what I'm used to. Is it really? Is it just the, the weed stench and the kandamas everywhere? Or what is Maybe it? that's what it is. I just think it's better because I have like a contact high or something. Do you have a contact high from being in this room? That's amazing. Kind of. That's awesome. You don't smoke weed on the regular? No. No? I'm like the like stereotypical like stoner if I try. Okay. It's like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. And then it hits me and I become like a raccoon in somebody's pantry. Like all shame is gone. I'm really? like, animal crackers totally go with ketchup, right? Oh my and God. I, I lose all sensation of being full. That's so a just, real thing that you did? Ketchup on animal crackers? Don't judge me. No, I'm judging you way more for that than anything else we're going to talk about today. <laughs> but like I will, I will eat anything in your house and then pass out. Really? Yeah. I remember one night, this is why I can't do Xanax anymore. Because I had a Xanax <laughs> night like three, four years ago. And I ate this, it was like an inhumanly large bag of chips. Like, they're not even supposed to make chip bags of chips this big. My friend, who it belonged to him and I ate it, he like didn't even understand how one human being could eat that bag of chips in one sitting. I ate a pound of gummy bears when I was high. Really? Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> but gummy bears are like gummy worms. I feel like, isn't that the thing that when you do porn, like if you're going to do anal, you pretty much have to be on a gummy bear diet. Is that a thing? <laughs> I've heard girls talk about that. They're like, oh, I've only been eating gummy bears today because I got to do anal now tonight. Now we understand the gummy worm thing. Yeah, my friend Justin was like over to, got his hair cut at a friend's house. He's like, yeah, she had this weird altar. And he goes, I didn't understand what it was. It had money and gummy worms on it. What God is that? It was some sort of anal It was the anal, anal God. station. <laughs> Money and gummy bears, that explains everything. Now I know sense. way more about this girl than I ever wanted to. Wow. This has been a learning experience. I feel like I was probably watching you on Howard Stern when I was like a young teenager. Never been on Howard you never Stern. never went on there? I always refused. See, that's one of those things that you like misremember. Like it seems so obvious that it should have happened that it just... No, I never like did it. Did. I got asked all the time and I always said no. Why? You thought he was disrespectful? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. But all your peers were doing it. So, I like to be different, in <laughs> what, case you haven't noticed. What was he doing in particular <laughs> that you thought was so offensive? I always thought Howard kind of like glorified porn stars in a way um, that... You know what he did? It was one particular show that rubbed me the wrong way where he was... Uh, there was a girl on that was mentally like... Uh, a lot of that stuff does look a little weird in retrospect, huh? Yeah, like he was making fun of a girl that was like mentally handicapped and I don't know. And it's funny because the girl like later went on and... Personally, it pissed me off, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Do you... Uh, I used to work with handicapped kids, and it just rubbed me the uh, wrong way. I, do you think that the queef contest didn't age well? <laughs> they used to do a lot of that. I know. No, that's that didn't bother me. You wouldn't have got down with that? Mm, well... <laughs> I wouldn't want my girlfriend doing a queef contest, I'm going to be honest. No, I Not mean, on Howard Stern, for sure. Just on your podcast. You know, that's what's so crazy, though, is that Howard Stern was able to get away with stuff on the radio 20, 30 years ago that me, we can't get away with now. No I way. feel like I could get demonetized on this segment of the podcast just for talking about the concept of it. Never mind a girl actually doing it. Right. Isn't that weird? It is kind of weird. I don't know. That was what was so groundbreaking, groundbreaking about him, though, because he pushed the envelope and got away with so much. And I will give him credit. I don't know how he got people to do some of the stuff he got mm. them to do, like fl girls flushing their head in the toilet. Like, Right. I don't understand how he got away with the way that he used to talk to girls in general, because I was watching him with Jenna Jameson on an old ass episode recently. And he's basically just saying like, Oh my God, I want to fuck you so bad. Like, he's, yeah. he's just telling her straight. He's like, the things I would do to you. I'm trying to picture in my head if I were to interview any woman, 
adult entertainer or otherwise and say anything even close to that. I'm like, yeah, I there's be, no way. No way. How the hell did he get away with just being so horny on camera? I don't know. It's before women got a. Uh... Confident enough to Uppity. say something, I no, guess. I'm sorry. Right? See, I also, this is where I get in trouble for. No, like... but that's like the <laughs> '90s. Like you would think that, like our opinions of uh, that kind of thing right. would have evolved enough, but I guess it just maybe there just wasn't really like a venue for outrage the way we have on social media. As I say, that, that was my next thing I was gonna say is it's all about social media. You can't get away with anything anymore. Everybody has camera phones. Mm. You know. Is that weird for you to have like? Experience that? Like, did you ever experience the paparazzi thing real bad where you couldn't even go to the bar? Like, when, oh, yeah. in your younger days, I'm sure that you've had a recent uptick in it. Oh, yeah. Um, not too much a long time ago. I mean, like, only at events. Right. You know, the, there's actually a protest outside of our hotel today. And I woke up from a dead sleep, like, in a planet because you could hear them outside, like, honking. And I was like, oh, no. What were they protesting? I thought it was me because that's happened, but it was um, actually like an insurance company. An insurance company? Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, they're evil. Yeah, we should be protesting stuff I like agree. that, not the porn stars. But, you know, I get very excited when there's protesters because my favorite thing to do is take a red Sharpie, go out and fix their signs. Because apparently you have to be like completely fucking illiterate to make protest signs. You see a lot of misspellings? Yeah, and I'll go correct them. Really? Yeah, that's my favorite. So they'll have signs that say like, Stormy is a whore, and then I'll go up and change like, Stormy is a successful whore. Where, where, where <laughs> they, they did love this that. happen though? That like you've had people protesting you like in recent memory. That seems uh, so odd. It, like such a strange use of your so time. So like, okay, they have, I think the most recent one was in Denver at a dance booking, but the but it was too cold. I didn't go outside and do anything. Okay. Uh, in Florida. They were protesting outside the club in Florida, and my cameraman actually went on and was trying to interview him. Mm. And then uh, the one where I changed the most signs was when they did Exotica, mm. the Exotica convention in Dallas. Okay. And it was they were all out there protesting, and I just went out and went nuts. Do you think that these are pro-Trump people? With the Sharpie. People? Like, these, I wasn't aggressive. Are they anti-porn people, or are they pro-Trump people? Uh, the, the two most recent ones, the one in Florida and the one in Denver were like Trump. The one in the Exotica convention was anti-porn right? and uh, anti-homosexual. Like a lot of their signs were like about fags and fuck that. And but are you even gay enough for them to put you in that bucket? Like, uh, No, it was I just like... you've done work with women. Yeah, that... oh yeah. But it was, they were just protesting in general, the convention, and they had gay porn sites and stuff like that. Sometimes they just don't even care what they're protesting, huh? No, they just like to make noise. And But it was like, God hates fags, and um, porn is rape, and uh, <sighs> like, we hope you die of eight. I mean, there was like some really graphic signs, but I just went out there with and like corrected them. and. <sighs> That's shit, it feels like that shit should have like aged out of our culture by this point. That's so fascinating. Yeah. But I was like taking selfies like in front of there. That's yeah. So you're out here for Xbiz? Yes, the Xbiz Awards was last night and I was the host. Oh, so you hosted it cuz I'm very interested That's why like, I, like I'm kind of How do you prefer to like interact or what what do you think of as your relationship with the adult world at this point? Um it hasn't really changed that much. I mean, I still have a contract with Digital Playground and Browsers. Um I haven't been able to do much in the last year and a half. I've just been too busy. Really? Yeah. Just too much, too many opportunities related to stuff going Other on stuff. lately. Yeah. You know, cause I wrote my book. Right. So I was obligated to do book promo and store signings and things like that. And, um, it's hard to schedule, you know, when you schedule a movie, you have to do it kind of far out and I write all my own scripts and do all my own budgets and breakdowns and location scouting. Like I do everything. Uh, and so you have to plan that kind of hard, like far out in advance. 
and I just can't do that these days because my turn, like I have court stuff coming up and. Damn. So you've been swamped with legal situations as well. Oh yeah. Really? Like what kinds? Uh, well, there's been so many hearings about, uh, you know, the, the NDA case and then the defamation case, which is going to appeals. And we have another, like, uh, it goes to California Supreme Court or whatever on February 4th. And it looks like it's, it's looking good. So I don't want to jinx myself. Is all this um, impacting you a lot financially though? Oh yeah. 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 So I did the, and then there was all this stuff in Ohio where I was falsely arrested and we turned and we sued the city of Columbus and won, um, Oh, yeah, sorry about what that. What is that noise? See, that's why we're getting out of the spaces because there's some lady who wears high heels who just stomps around She's up there. river dancing up there. Yeah, we feel really bad about the high heel thing, and we want to know why she feels like she has to wear high heels every day. Yeah, that's... We feel terrible about it. She sounds angry, actually. Um, <laughs> she walks around. Like, you can tell that emotion from just hearing her walk, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, she's angry. Yeah. Or she doesn't like you. I want to she knows talk with her. She doesn't... Maybe if I go up We there, should go up and interview her. We should go up there together because that might soften the blow. Or make it way worse. It you might never seem know. a little patriarchal. It depends on who she voted for. Trust <laughs> me, you never know how this is going to go. This area of town, I think it's probably a pretty safe bet she's not a Trump supporter. Oh, you never know. Oh, no. This this block, if you want to walk this block. Maybe that's why she's angry. If you she's get, the only one. If you want to win some trans votes, this is the block for you. That's very interesting. Although See, I, everything comes around. This is the meeting we had this morning. I don't really know if they're trans or if they're just kind of dressing the part to maybe do some business along I the street. I had breakfast with a drag queen this morning. So really? I did. But I think the trans people hate the drag queens. Do I don't want to I don't oh, want to say gosh. that on the record. But is that a thing? Because, they, like, think about it. If you were really trans, you're going to be looking at a drag queen like, oh, what, you just are dressing up like what I Poser. really am? Poser. You know? Commit. I kind of get it. Go all in. No pun intended. Yes, no total pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me. Let's let's go back in time. Talk about how you uh, first got into the adult world. Actually, no. Let's go all the way back. Talk to me about your childhood and like where you're really coming from. I want people to know the real story by the time they're done watching this. Oh, gosh. That's terrifying. No, I'm from Baton Rouge. I'm from Louisiana. Born and wait. Do you ever listen to NBA Youngboy? No. No. Am I supposed to? Sorry. Hugely popular rapper uh, from there. Actually, to be honest, you might want to meet him. Yeah. I feel like you guys might get along. Really? Good guy. Okay. Wait, do I know this? Wait, do no, I know? No, he's, he's like Just 20. He's 20. You probably... Oh. Probably, yeah. Well, I like young boys. Look. Hey, and he's literally <laughs> a young boy. Um, but he's not old enough to drink, so I can't... They got to at least be 21. I bet he drinks. I don't want to be responsible. He breaks a lot of other laws, That's one too. of the rules of my tour bus. Right, Dwayne? Check ID. No, no. Oh, wait. You ID everybody, but are you allowed to drink on the tour bus? On my bus? Yeah. But oh, okay. Like, you know, my security guys and stuff would meet girls and bring them on. So I, my tour manager, I would always say, make sure you check anybody who steps foot on this bus's ID. It's got to be somebody's job. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> but who, who are you kicking it with when you're on the road? Are you just having parties on the bus on the regular? Yeah. Really? Every night. That's cool. I feel like once you have gotten to your point in life, you might want to be careful about who you're associating with, right? Well, yeah, but... All these psychos You only live the once, man. You're stripping yeah. in these random... You're in Wichita, just stripping? I do just... not let Wichita strippers on the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you ever, like, have good vibes with the other strippers when you do these... Strip club. That's the strange thing about it. They all either want to fuck me or fight me. There's no in between. They want to fight you like because yeah. they're Trump supporters or I've just because you're I've had a couple. taking all the attention. That's yeah. It's usually like they're jealous. Like they'll have because they'll go around and ask guys. The club will be packed, so they're trying to get dances. And a lot of the guys are like, "Oh, I'm just here to see Stormy," and they'll get mad. Right. 
And that's not my that. fault. Yeah. So, the, but yes, I have actually had a few Trump supporter strippers, which it doesn't make. I just can't get my head around that. Right. But I mean, to be fair, Trump probably does love the strippers, and they could probably tell that. What he says. That's the weird thing about having a president like that. It's cool to have a president who's just so obviously lying about so much <laughs> shit. Like, like him just saying he believes in God. That's his like, biggest lie. But but then when he tries to defend it and he tries to like name his favorite Bible verse or whatever, I like older New Testament. I don't know. They're both great. <laughs> it's like you've never had a president that you really were just laughing at everything he said. That's right. the value, you know, besides the the racism and all that other stuff. But you know, I like I like the fact that you can just laugh at him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I I laughed at his to his face multiple times. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, my favorite thing to do when he used to call me was <laughs> to put him on speakerphone <laughs> with like on set. Really? Like my whole cast crew, everybody, and I just be like, oh god, it, it's calling again, and everybody, like, speaker, 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 speaker. I just put him on speakerphone and leave the room and just let him mumble. And he would just be rambling about yes. his wheelings and dealings. Yes. Is that the kind of vibe? Like, if you're a girl who's spending time with Trump, is that he's just going to constantly try to convince you how important he is? Yes. Exactly. Constantly talking about his accomplishments that you don't really care or yes. need to know about. Exactly. That's interesting. But so it, it really was as bad as you described it sexually. It really was just a terrible, extremely short sort of experience. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was that bad. It was that bad. And let me ask you, how many other bad experiences have you had in your life like this bad? Oh, my gosh. I've had a couple but they, okay, so the only other two that, like, really stick out in my mind is a scene I did and then me and the guy had, like, no chemistry and he couldn't get it up and it was just terrible and then he tried to blame me for it. But at least I was getting paid for that one. Yeah, I mean, that's, you like, a, ba I mean? a bad day on Right, because keep in mind I was not paid for this. Right, I know. Like, that's a big misconception. I know that you hate that people think that. Which yes. Is... Um, and then the other really bad one was this guy and he was so cute. And I feel bad for him. Because he was so awkward, but <laughs> it was almost the same experience, except for for whatever reason, he when he came close to orgasm, like jumped back, and I was like, "You're in my mind." I didn't say this out loud. I'm not that horrible of a person. He was like, um, "I was like, wait, he's coming already? Like, what happened?" And he came over my head onto the wall onto like a really expensive piece of art I had, and then he fell off the bed and knocked a candle off and set my room on fire. How on fire? Uh, the curtain went up and luckily like I yanked the curtain down and stomped on it. But um, I got I lost my security deposit on the <sighs> apartment because when I stomped on it, it, put, it like the carpet was charred. What a nut. That's amazing. It was quite a nut. Yes, it was. Wait, so you're telling me that this guy was having sex with you and then he got really far away because he perhaps knew the force of his own nut. And he knew <laughs> that he had to get a ways away because he didn't want to injure you. That That could be it. But then it but then, actually went, it destroyed a Picasso. It was not a Picasso. Okay, but, but something yeah. comparable. I would like to imagine it's something like millions of dollars. No, no, no. no. Okay. But yeah, that happened. Wow. That's incredible. But at least, at least he was like really kind of young and cute. I mean, I was young too. This was like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of the question. Like how many, if, if, as a woman, if you've gone to your point in life, have you had a lot of run-ins with micropenis? Oh, you know what? You want to hear something crazy? Not really, because most of the sex I've had has been in movies, so I, I know what I'm getting into. I've never had a one night stand. Really? Yeah. 
That's interesting. But what, like, the, the Trump thing could have turned into a one night stand, so, right? This is actually a debate that I have with my friends because people are like, yes, you did because it was with Trump. But so what defines a one night stand? Is it somebody that you only have sex with once or and never speak to again? Or does it count if you only have sex once, but you still talk? See, I only had sex with him once, but we talked a hundred more times and I saw him two more times. There was just nothing sexual. So is that a one night stand or is the actual definition of a one night stand is you like never talk to the person again? I don't know. That's like a good question. Yeah. So. Because I feel like, especially in my old age, that you you sort of like, it, it almost seems kind of sick to just have sex with somebody one time and not keep talking to them after. But people do that all the time. Yeah, but just I as, don't, as an but... adult, it just wouldn't feel right. It would feel so strange to never text them again. But I've also been in a relationship for like three and a half years, so I'm like kind of slowly forgetting what it would be like to actually be single. Yeah. So have you spent a large percentage of your life in relationships? Yeah. You're that kind of person. Yeah. And let me ask you, does it always get fucked up because of the porn? No. You haven't had that experience. I have, but uh, no, actually my last relationship, it wasn't even a thing. And I think that's what, one of the things I liked about it so much. He never mentioned it. But he would mention it, like, um, but not in that context. It's not like he was in denial, but he's the only person that I've ever been with that it wasn't a thing either way. It wasn't like cool, like I'm digging fucking Stormy Daniels, like, yeah. or like want to meet my porn star friend. Like it was never like cool. He just didn't care. And it wasn't, it never was a thing. Like I never felt like he was with Stormy Daniels. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. Is that like a- Turns out he was fucking crazy, but oh, really? that wasn't a thing. Crazy how? Just he shot you, he shot at you. <laughs> no, but he would have if he had a gun, I'm sure. Really, yeah, that's good. He had a bad temper, damn, and he's crazy. You gotta be careful for that. But, but the porn thing wasn't a thing, and then the guy I was with before him that was a probably our biggest issue. And the funny thing is, he did porn with me, really, but then he just couldn't keep it going. Yeah, he just it got to where he just couldn't handle it and would like. Wanted me to quit. I mean, it was it was bad. He would know you were at work, and he would yeah. just be thinking about some other guy just dragging yeah, and your makeup off your face with his wiener. And pretty much. Couldn't and, handle that. And then when it. I would come home, he was just a dick for like a week. Really? Yeah. Wow. And and then he was, you know, and he was mean to all my friends that were in the business. And I, I have a really close friend named Michael Vegas, who's one of the nicest people you've ever met. Uh-huh. And my ex would be like, would just talk mad shit about him. Really? Hated him. And if you hate Michael Vegas, there's something wrong with your soul. Okay. Yeah, because, like, okay, I know a girl who is a huge famous porn star, and she, like, went on vacation with her boyfriend for a month. The boyfriend had always been cool about her getting gangbanged, all this shit on camera, but then they come back from the vacation, and he just gets real with her, and he just tells her, like, yo, like, I realized this month that... I don't want you getting gangbangs anymore. Well, that yeah, that just sounds she, like his but, feelings grow. Right, but but he realized, I think, in that time, like, oh, I'm happier when I don't have to think about the fact that my girlfriend is gang bang bang. But right. ga- bang bang, gang bang. But then she just literally was like, I'm sorry. Like, this is a part of me. Like, this is <laughs> this is more important than you, which I respect so much. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, like if a, sure. if a girl told me that she wanted me to start stop fucking doing cartwheels or doing podcasts or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I have a friend that had the opposite kind of thing happen. Really? Yeah. So she um, knew this guy for a long time, casually dated, but they weren't serious. 
he had like somebody he was more interested in and she was what had somebody she was more interested in. And then finally they got together to go on like a real date. Mm. And he came back to her house and was like, so I started talking about how he wanted to like call a friend over so they could do. And she was like, Whoa, I don't even. And he's like, yeah, but you like anal. And she was like, I've done two anal scenes. I'm not really that kind of girl. Mm. And he, he kind of was like, that's, I want to see this. Like, and she was the one that was like, I'm the most vanilla person in my personal life you could ever imagine. Like for me, it's, it's not like that. And he was like, I spent like all these years like waiting and like planning to finally, <laughs> and you're going to take this from me. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking? So he just assumed that she was going to be down for every, every wild ass yeah. thing. Wow. Yeah. And she was like, I, she's like, I'm not even that crazy on camera, but like my personal life, I'm like the most yeah. like vanilla you could ever imagine. I mean, you can't be presumptuous and assume that just because she does something on camera that she's going to want to get into that. Yeah. But know? it was like the opposite. It's the guy like saying like, Hey, let's do it. I'm going to the the porn convention in Vegas, uh-huh. and it's funny because this is my second time going. But the last time I went, I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is gonna be a fuck fest! Like everybody's no. gonna be banging. There's gonna be girls just talking about threesomes everywhere you go." Really not like that because that's when the girls are working the hardest. They're yeah. literally standing up like ten hours a day taking pictures with sweaty. No ass shit. Dudes, At least when we're know? on set, we get to lay down. Yeah, and then you or see- bend over. I mean, like. <laughs> Half, if the girls I mean, don't go out and you see them by like midnight, they already got their makeup off and they're in sweats and shit because they're yeah. all tired, you know, because they're normal work days, maybe kind of intense, but it's not so long. Yeah. And it's, it's just different. You don't have to be as, I think a lot of it comes from the mental like where of, um, you get tired, like with so many people and you don't mm. know who's coming up behind you. And that, that's where it's that you're tense when you're on set, you're among friends and you're hanging out and. You know. Do you feel like, because I feel this way, to be totally honest, like when you just are meeting, like you do a meet and greet and you're going to meet 100 people or never mind more than that, that there's an extent to which it's kind of like, like having to meet that many people is sort of like robbing you of like- Your soul. Of energy that you, yes. that you have. Yes. It's very hard to have that sort of superficial level meeting over and over without it somehow fucking up the part of your brain that is actually trying to have like real communication or real interactions with people. Yeah. And it's- um a lot of the people are totally cool and respectful and it goes pretty quick, but there's always like that one or two people that are just like, and, and then there's, you can, my tour manager is sitting over there at Dwayne. He's worked for me for like 11 years. And mm. so he's, there is an actual thing. The, like he can back me up Dwayne. last guy, last night, last show, always. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it, without fail. Like, the last guy in, in the line, line. On, after the last show on the last night, whether I'm there for a week or one night and like, but if I'm there like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, it's always the last guy standing in line at the end of the Saturday night. That's just going to be a fuck in an awkward, weird, creepy way or in like a weird, aggressive way. It's a, it's <laughs> always the worst experience of the entire thing. And sometimes they're, sometimes they're just like like weird, like they're nice, but they're weird. Or it's like some guys or or it's the guy that bites me. I'm not making that up. Or it's the one who like, what part of your body did he bite? I've been bit in the face. I've been bit on the ass. I've had, I had a guy once. (laughs) Dwayne wasn't with me for this one, but like one of the weirdest things ever happened was a guy came up to get a picture and I went to put my arm around him like this and he just dropped and licked my armpit. It was, (laughs) and then took off running. Oh my God. These dudes are undefeated, man. I was just like, I felt so <laughs> violated. It was so strange. It was so strange. This, but the porn fans, like, it's just certain dudes who 
I, you know, they're just trying to eke out some tiny little bit of what they want from you. Like they know, you know that like really they want to have sex with you, but if they can't get that, I'm just gonna lick an armpit. Right? <laughs> just it's that's so weird. I can at least it's not do the that. The grossest thing I've had happen, but it was you know. Really? Yeah. Oh God. You don't want to know. Really? I really don't want to know. No. I'm thinking I want to know. You, do you want to know? I want to know. <laughs> Dwayne's like, you don't want to know. I no. just, just to put it in perspective, I just heard Joe Budden on his podcast admit that he's jerked off before and accidentally shot the load and hit himself in the face, which I'm sitting there. I've heard I'm, that from a lot of guys. That. That. Yeah, but it's I'm, friendly fire. But I couldn't That's believe he was, term for I it. couldn't believe he was admitting it. Oh, yeah. Just I think every admit. guy's tasted their own cum tail. Maybe a little bit by accident, because huh? you'll be like eating her out and you don't realize that she got like a little blob of it on her thigh and you accidentally slurp it up and then you're like, oh. That's jizz. <laughs> I think any guy who wants a girl to swallow during a blowjob should have to taste their own cum. I don't agree with that. Just why? Because it's fair. We're eating your pussy. I mean, not your, but like in general, we're eating pussy. That's like, yeah, but we're, we we're all, doing enough. No, but every, okay, see, this is the difference. We all know what our pussy tastes like because if you go down on us, chances are you're going to kiss us. Yeah. So what's the difference? I mean, I'll kiss a girl after she... See, some guys won't. After she swallowed my load, but I'm not going to kiss her while she's got the jizz still in her mouth. What, what's that called? Snowballing? Snowballing. No, 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 no. Remember the movie Clerks? Yes. That was, they talked about that. Yes. And that, that was my exposure to that. And as a kid, I might have been 12 watching that. That was the weirdest sexual thing I knew about at that time. So I was so, I, we thought it was so funny. We talk about it all the time. I never did it, though. Any girl try to sneak me with that? Try to hold it in the back of her cheek? Oh, yeah. See, like... <laughs> That's when it gets like all weird and like. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I snowballing. No, I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying like every guy should be like. Just and I guarantee, like 99 percent of them have. You might have like an acid experience. What from your just trip out off your own cum and just three hours later you just come back to life and you're like oh man, in my brain I was on planet jizz. <laughs> um, you know that I, I did an actual scene with my girlfriend. No, for I did Pornhub. Not- no, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was, I, I you know, I feel like we were kind of, it's like we've both been in the army. You know, we both You're know. in the trenches together? You know, I did my my couple hours on set. Yeah. It was a weird experience. <laughs> I, what was the weirdest part for you? The weirdest part, the worst part was nutting on her face and having to, her having to hold it there. Go much, for pictures. Much longer than she wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and if That's I had a thing. if I had thought about that, I would not have nutted all over her eyes because that <gasps> you, got her in the end. you know I'm not thinking about the fact that she's gonna have to sit there and hold it for fucking <sighs> ten minutes. But she by the end of that, oh my god, she went from fucking geeked up, turned on to like so over it. Oh yeah, I want to know what's in jizz that <laughs> will eat through a contact lens. It would. It disintegrates it. I think it's, and I, this is my, this is my theory and I'm wow. not, a do- I'm not a doctor, but I wear contacts cause I'm blind as fuck. And anytime a guy has gotten come in my eye, it like, I have to pick out the pieces of my contact lens. And the only thing I can think of is that these little things are like piranhas. Right. Like I'm convinced that sperm are like piranhas because they're supposed to like eat through the layer to get through your cervix or whatever. So maybe they think the contact lens is like. Any optometrists out there, we yeah, would love I to know. hear from you. That's why, that's why it, you know, when a girl gets cum in her eye, why their eyes turn red and it burns so bad. Right. I think it's because it's like, that's wow. just my um, hypothesis. That's incredible. 
I mean, I mean, I just like one time I remember when I was like 19, we I was like wrestling with my friend and my fucking contact went from the front of my eye to the, the back, back of my oh, eye. That's the worst. And I thought it was just gone. So I took a new contact, put that in, and then the next day I fucking start to feel something weird and all of a sudden I'm picking two contacts out of my eye. I got the eye surgery. So God, thank the Lord. I don't have to wear those things anymore. Yeah. You still wear them? Mm-hmm. They can't do the surgery on my eye. For some reason, I'm not a candidate. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's but only I, a certain kind of, kind of bad eyesight. Yeah. yeah. I have a astigmatism, I believe, that they, they sawed it off real quick. It's weird. Yeah, you I know, don't know if I can handle it. I really like the burning hair smell. <gasps> and that's what it is, is they take a uh, laser, they strap you back, they put a bunch of chemicals on there, and then it's like, and they just... So you can see it happen? I mean, you can't really see anything in that moment because there's all this goop and drops that they put in your eyes and stuff. But but you you feel it and then you smell the smell right. of burning hair. See, so in that moment, you're like, oh, right. My eyeball is, is like melting. skin. <laughs> it's like hair. So that's what people say about like dental work is it's like the sound that bothers them. Because if they numb your mouth, you're not feeling it anyway. But I mean, I wouldn't know. I've, I've never had a cavity. But You've people- never had a cavity? No. Are you not into sugar? No, I am. What's your diet like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Up until very recently, the worst diet you could ever imagine. Like fast food? Oh, sometimes twice a day. Really? Yeah. Up I'm, until I've recently? Ke- I've been on keto. That's interesting to me because I feel like girls who are, you know, relying on their looks for their income or whatever, kind of at a certain point early on, kind of have to figure out that they can't eat like shit. I could eat whatever I wanted for the longest time. So lucky. I know. And then I hit 40. 40, and then you started to be unhappy with your body, or yeah. what happened? Well, I got unhappy with my body the first time when I had a kid, because uh-huh. I gained 92 pounds. 92? Yes. Holy shit. What, what year was that? Uh, she was born in 2010. Okay. And so, game, you gained 92 pounds, and did you- did I you... gained a spinner porn girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how fat I got. So you crazy. had to get serious about losing that weight at that yeah. time, or? Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it was hard that first. And then I was great for a while. Um, and then I, I just as I got older, I was like, ugh, yeah, I need to do something about this. Right. Did you ever step away from the industry for a few years or anything nope. along the way? No, you've been pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I actually timed my pregnancy perfectly because I did AVN because uh-huh. I was under contract with Wicked Pictures. Right. So I knew that I wanted to have a kid. I did five movies a year per my contract. So right before we decided to like try, I doubled a lot of stuff. Mm. So I did two years of work in one year. I started shooting two movies at the same time, so there was never a gap in my releases. Right. And so I did AVN, got pregnant in February, had my daughter in November, corseted this shit up, <laughs> and went to AVN, and nobody knew. The only the weirdest thing about that first AVN with my daughter, because uh-huh. she was like a couple months old, was that I was literally watching. I had to like outgrowing my clothes while I was signing because I'd be like, but that was great because they used to make you sign for like four to six hours. Oh man. And I was like, I'm at two hours. I gotta go like. Empty, or I'm going to start squirting porn fans, which is going to make them very happy. But there's, there's an upcharge. Whole, there's, there's an upcharge that yeah. you guys aren't willing to pay. There's a so. lot of guys who would be all about not, that in there. Yeah, you just got to get a bullhorn and just start screaming. We got titty milk over here. Stormy Daniels titty milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. Fuck. What was I about to say? <laughs> Did I lose you? <laughs> no, 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 no. But That's I was good. actually went back to directing, and I would be like pumping while directing, and my crew would be like. What the fuck? You said you were shooting five times a year. Is that that's kind of a throwback to the glory days yeah. of being able to be this superstar yeah. girl? Like there was a category that you were in at that time. That does that really not even exist so much? Anymore? Not really. Everybody no. who works has to work mm-hmm. a lot now. I am the longest running contract star ever in the business. Really? Yep. 
So what do you owe your success? Uh, I think, well, first of all, that I worked for Wicked mm. and they were just so cool um, about letting us do what we want. So you never, you never got pissed off enough to leave. Mm. Um, pacing myself uh, and not being afraid to tell somebody to go fuck themselves, you know, like, no. Um, and then just, just trying to be like smart with my like name and image. Like when I get asked all the time, like, um, what's some advice do you give to girls coming in the industry? Mm. And I always say like, before you utter your name to anyone, not even your best friend, cause bitches be crazy and they'll stab you in the back. Mm. Trademark your name mm. before you tell it to anybody. And then buy all your social and your domain names or whatever, because oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's, and people are like, really? That's your advice. Cause they think I'm going to say something like sexy. And I'm like, no, that's an underrated factor in the porn world is that around every turn, there is a guy trying to operate your only fans yep. for you, your Snapchat, your mm -hmm. fucking whatever, trying to take a percentage of whatever you're making. And yep. it's like, that's, what's kind of sad is that there's not a lot of, guys who are real or people in general who are really like trying to just hit you with the knowledge so that you don't get sucked in. Right. That kind and of the girls deal. are so like, you know, they're coming in, they're young and they don't know. And so they're, you know, no trademark your name, get all your domain names, all your social before you tell anybody. That's smart. Uh, pay somebody to read your contracts. Don't just sign mm. it. Like cough up the money up front. Like don't just sign things and don't be afraid to say no. I don't know uh, if you have a relationship with him, but that's what with Spiegler, when I interviewed him, it was kind of shocking to be interviewing somebody that seemed like he actually had the girl's best interest in mind. He's my favorite uh, agent. I do the most business with him. As a matter of fact, oh, okay. uh, Spiegler's, I, I, when I was hosting last night, I went out to the crowd and asked some questions and I, I, I attacked Spiegler. If last you see night. Spiegler, you got to shove a mic in oh, his I face. Oh, I did. I totally did. <laughs> Just because you know he ain't really going to say shit. Right. He ain't going to give you too much. No, but he did. <laughs> and I was always one of his favorite directors. He'd, like, I liked him because because I would call sometimes to book a girl, and right. he'd be like, "No." The thing about like, well, why? the thing about Spiegler's like, position <laughs> is that there are so it is a job that attracts so many people with bad intentions mm -hmm. or eerie, like weird people. But and, then he is somebody who seems like he's completely the opposite. Yeah, but he looks is, like a bad intention. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the average guy you see at a porn convention. Right? <laughs> he's like the he's like the he looks like the stereotypical of like porn agent right. like he looks like if you were like gonna draw it he looks like the worst yeah but he's actually the only one that's a really genuinely good guy and he and he loves to tell you that like yeah i've been working with so-and-so for so long and i've never seen any ever seen yep. and you know you'll see the girls talking about you know anal douching around him and he's just he's like just, rah, rah, you guys are crazy that speaks yeah it's weird right yeah so do you have like business? Do you think that there are business aspirations for you outside of just being, you know, an actor at this point? Oh, I don't want to. No, yeah, you're no, not that's, into it like that. I don't want. Yeah, that's. I'm a writer and director first. Mm. You know, like I directed all my, well, almost all of my own movies, mm -hmm. and then a bunch of other people's movies, and I directed three out of the five biggest adult movies ever made. That's crazy. It is. What year was that, though? Like, do, uh, are all so the biggest ones going to be in the past at this yeah, point? Yeah. Well, no. Actually, one of the last movies I directed, even so, we were talking about 2017, was Wanted, and it was a big co-production with Wicked Pictures and Adam and Eve, and it won all the stuff. It was a big western. I think it was like two hundred thousand oh, dollar budget. Wow. That's crazy. They don't do that anymore. They don't do two hundred k budgets anymore. No. no. But no, I want to be a, a director more than anything, like direct low budget horror movies. And I've, I've done, I've directed some music videos. Really? For mm -hmm. who? Uh, Bands? Yes. Not rappers? No, I've never done a rap video. 
That's a good opportunity that I think we should get involved with. Let's do it. If you directed your first rap video, how are people not going to talk about that? Because Young M.A. directed a porn video. I know. So why can't Stormy Daniels direct a Young Dolph video? You heard it here first, everybody. I just want to throw that out there. I'm making things happen. We were in a shaker. What else do you have uh, going on in your life? Talk to me about your existence right now. You just feel like you're just moving around, just taking advantage of every opportunity you have in terms of this, this recent uptick. Yeah, and it's, you know, people give me shit for it all the time and say, oh, you know, this is why you did this. It's not why I did this, but it's... Sorry. She is, she is so angry upstairs. Kathy. Remember that comic strip, Kathy? Yes. That's how I imagine her. That's ex- oh, dude, that's spot on. <laughs> but people are like, oh, like, you know, you're getting paid all this money now to dance or whatever. Oh, so I was supposed to say no? Right. Like if somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, Adam, we're going to give you twice as much as we normally give you to do something you were already doing. Are you going to say no? No. I'm gonna exactly. I'll probably, probably do it. I'm not going to strip, but. For the right amount of money, you would. But maybe. <laughs> but I'll go to Abu Dhabi. But yeah, no, you know, I'm suddenly now I'm doing these uh, stand-up gigs, and I don't like to say that it's comedy because comedians like write their material or whatever, and I just get up and like wing it. But it's more like storytelling. Really? Yeah, and so I'm doing all the House of Blues now, which is really cool to be an adult person. How many people is that? They're all different. I, I mean, <laughs> they just told me. Uh, Justin works at the one in New Orleans, and he was like, "Yeah, they put you in the big room. It seats like 900." Almost, I was like, "Excuse me, what?" Why? That sounds like a lot for not even having shit planned out. I just wing it, yeah. And but the last part of the show is my favorite, and um, because when people come in, they get a note card and they can write questions. So the last third of my show is a Q and A, and it's I, it's just off the cuff, and you never know what people are going to ask. Have you had any weird bad? They're all who's weird. Mad at you? Yeah, it's like a, sometimes it becomes a live version of my Twitter, and if anybody follows me on Twitter. They know that that's going to go sideways. What, just people hate you on there? Like, just get Not, attacked on stuff? Most of it's, I would say, 95% of it's very positive. I would say 95% of it is Russian, Russian disinformation. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely oh, I, I was talking about the questions at my shows. Do you ever get that feeling when you're looking at your comments that, like, oh, yeah. These are Russian bots? Oh, for sure. Almost <laughs> all of them. But that's why I just retweet with a comment because I might as well entertain people with it. Okay. Um, Not above going to war? No. That's good. It's fun. I always say it all the time. Twitter's my favorite sport. Mm. So yeah, so I'm doing these stand-up comedy things and whatever, and I'm I'm trying to get funding to direct this mainstream horror movie. In the meantime, I'm doing a short that I'm shooting in Tulsa in April, and I so I guess we're gonna talk about it now since I said it on the red carpet last night. Um, We're gonna try to do. Uh, a side project getting people out to vote at my shows and it's like storm the vote remember I rock the vote oh really do you have a preferred candidate at this time no no and if I did I wouldn't say because I'm afraid it would actually be detrimental to them my endorsement is not a good thing for people you don't think (laughs) I don't think so let me tell you that Elizabeth Warren she's a dirty liar man you see that shit she said about Bernie no I didn't she said that Bernie told her in a private meeting that a woman couldn't be president I can't imagine nobody believes it she's lying I mean, who are we to call her a liar? But, I mean, I just don't believe that about Bernie. And I, I don't feel like almost anybody does. I feel like she, like, really damaged her credibility yeah. with that I wonder move. kind of what happened because I did notice a fall off. Like, everybody was, like, so. Yeah, I think she knows about the fall off and she feels like she's worried. Because at some point, their, their, their fans are going one way or the other. I think Bernie. See, I if know. I was going to run I think for Bernie's office. I mean, I do have Stormy 2020 shirts. Shout out to Andrew Yang, by the way. Big, I'm still Yang Gang. But we got to think bigger. 
If I was going to run, I think I would make it my like platform to not talk about other candidates mm. at all. See, that's Bernie and Elizabeth had a, a little truce for a while. See, I just wouldn't because anytime somebody would ask me what I would think about somebody else's policy, I would just be like, I'm here to talk about myself. Do you feel like Which you, is my favorite subject. You think you being president feels more realistic now that your, your ex is president? No. And it's not my ex. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to deny it. <laughs> no. Ew. Ew. No. But so you're not thinking about running? No. But I'm not going to run anywhere unless somebody's chasing me. When you hear about like Kanye saying he might run. Oh, okay. If Kanye runs, I'm running. Really? Yes. If he runs, you're going to have a lot of people jumping in there to try to stop him. Exactly. Understandably, because I do not want to see that guy president. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, who could be worse than Trump? I don't even Kanye's like, rap. hold my beer. <laughs> there it is. Do you, how do you feel about the transformation in the porn industry where so much of the power has kind of gone to the girls and their OnlyFans and their private snaps and whatnot? Okay, so I have, it's a double-edged sword for me. Right. Obviously, I'm all about um, performers, not just women, performers. Getting more control and more power, more say so, and um, being able to monetize better because there's no royalties in the adult business. So, like, as a performer and just as a human being, I'm all about that. Like, mm. it's the same, like, you know, I've never been on a porn set where I felt unsafe, but I worked for a great company and I was always the producer and director. But I do acknowledge that there's some people that have had bad experiences. So once you're creating your own content, you have complete control. You never feel pressure. You, you're like, you know, it's, you hear girls talk about like, oh, if, you know, if I, I don't have to cancel the scene because I have cramps like or, or whatever. Like, and then they're, they're keeping all of the money and all of the control. And I am all about that. The other side of that is that I'm a producer, writer, and director, and mm. it killed that source of income for me, which is where the last five or six years of my career, I made way more as a director than as a performer because I was moving into that side. Uh -huh. And my favorite content to watch as a consumer and to produce was scripted big features. You like the high-end stuff. I do, and I like to make movies. Mm. And now there are no movies to be made because of that. But you, there are no movies to make? Are you just not, not seeing almost any like scripted stuff? Because you see people winning with stuff like Vixen and Black. Right, and, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Some of the Bang Bros stuff seems like it's popping, but right. in general, a lot of like features, they yeah, just don't just, seem like they have the justification to really put money exactly. behind it, Exactly, right? and that's that was my niche. That was what I did. I wrote big scripts. You can turn on the TV any night of the week and see a couple of my movies on like Cinemax or Showtime where they just cut the sex out. Right. Like that's the style of movie that I made right and there's just i don't i don't really have a job anymore for that so i see both sides so it's kind of i'm in the middle it's double-edged sword for me when people ask me that question it's crazy because like the old version of like contract girls in the in the porn see, industry me, yeah, but i'm old. right but the but the new version of that is these bitches who are making like six figures a month on fucking only, only fans. fans it's like yeah but the, the stats are hidden so people don't really know and like mm -hmm. if you're behind the scenes you'll hear some girl say that she makes x amount of dollars and you'll be like oh shit like you know but it's like i had a friend open her only fans for me a couple weeks ago and like show me and i could not <laughs> believe if she had told me i would have been like right why are you lying, bitch? Yeah. But she just opened it and showed me. Mm. And I just couldn't believe it. So it's funny. Like, I had a scene that I shot for fun. Mm -hmm. It was a me and a male performer. And he's, uh, we, it was Kieran Lee. And we shot it for fun. And I've had this card with this scene on it in my safe for, like, five years. Uh -huh. 
I dropped the first clip today on my OnlyFans. Really? Yeah. Is that new? You just started that? Mm-hmm. Oh, exciting. Yeah. So we'll see if I can get those numbers that my friend showed me because I was just like, what? I think it's 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 something that always like takes time to like build yeah. up that subscriber base. You yeah. Know? But I tweet it. I have a million followers on Twitter, so I tweet it like exclusive, never before seen of me, like brand new, only on my OnlyFans. So we'll see what happens. That's big. You should collaborate with my girl. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll plug you guys. Yeah. There you go. She's, you she's Len of the plug. So can you uh, can you hook us up? I'll try. I'll I'll throw the line out there. I would actually love that. Imagine knowing that my girlfriend is Eskimo Brothers with <laughs> Wait, the that's big not, man. You would like that? I mean. What's wrong with From you? a comedic level, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I would like to talk about if it. If you were telling me that it got you excited. I would be a little bummed if I found out that my girlfriend fu- fucked Donald Trump at this you point. You should, yes. I just feel like I should have known a while ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were dating before he was in the office. You could have told me that and it would have softened the blow. Right. <laughs> but... I you mean, know. the upside to fucking someone who has fucked Donald Trump is you know that no matter what, you're not her worst. Yeah. Which actually honestly means a lot to me. Because these <laughs> days, these days, if you meet up with a girl off the internet and you come in 30 seconds, she's tweeting about it as soon as you leave the house. She's oh, yeah. fucking trashing. She's making a YouTube video about you. Oh, yeah. She, she's Snapchatting that shit. Yeah. So knowing that she, like, you know, had a prior bad experience. The, the... Like, there's literally nothing you could do to her in bed that would be worse than that. Oh, my God. That does. That means a lot to me, honestly. <laughs> you got to get those stories out of your girl at some point. Um, so what are, you, what are you doing the rest of the day? Uh, I, strangely enough, I think that uh, my assistant's going to Nam. Vietnam? <laughs> Maybe. Nam? Yeah. What's that? What does it stand for, Dwayne? I don't even know what it stands for. It's, not, <laughs> it's the uh, music Oh, yeah, the big one in it, like all the rock, like rock stars, musicians are there. Music convention, okay. yeah, it's a big convention. Uh, I'm they not got convention conventions for rock. Yeah, the, Nam is big, like it's actually a really big one, and okay. I've I've been several times in the past. Um, but me and my friend are going to go to the Museum of Death. What is? Explain the horror thing to me. Or like, are you? I don't know. Really consumed with darkness. Like, what is this? You need to go to church. You need to stop going to see mean, all this Jesus, evil shit. They won't let me into church. <laughs> yeah, they will. Come on. There's plenty of thirsty-ass churches that need a spokeswoman. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm going to start my own church, but just for the tax credits. Dude, think about the churches in downtown LA that have, like, hip graphic design and shit. They would love to have a Stormy Daniels. I am ordained. As a... as a. I can, get, I can marry people. Oh, yeah. What, when did you do that? Uh, Like, two summers ago. Okay. So I could, but who did you marry? So I could marry all the gay people. So I could marry my gay dads. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why I did it. Now I just like to say that because it pisses people off. You have a gay dad? I had two gay dads. So your dad turned out to be gay? No. Or they're, <laughs> they're not like really adopted. your dad? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, honestly. She's, she's angry. She's pissed. Kathy's mad. Um, she's mad. No, because I have a friend whose dad or his, yeah, his dad figured out he was gay after he had him. And then. That happens a lot. His mom started dating his gay dad's brother, heterosexual brother. So his uncle became his dad. It's very common. Probably did a little damage to his brain. Yeah. This was either Utah or Alabama. No, New Hampshire. Really? Do you know that New Hampshire is the only other state where it's actually legal to shoot porn? Where it's actually legal to shoot porn? Where it's legal, yeah. California and New Hampshire. 
they film it all over, but it's not technically legal. Ironically, there are probably almost no women in New Hampshire that you would want to see shoot porn. That's probably why they never made a law. It wasn't a concern. Everybody's so ugly. No offense to my sister, my mother, and everybody I know from New Hampshire. Are you from New Hampshire? Yeah. Oh shit. All right, I'm gonna be going now. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, Can I just ask you that though? Like, where where does the horror fascination come from? And does it line up with the porn okay, fascination? So there's two reasons. One, I just kind of, I grew up liking like Rob Zombie and like that kind of mm. music. And so that's part of it. And liking, you know, scary movies, but I'm not like obsessed. My new fascination and stuff with it is because it's the easiest genre as a director to cross over to from porn. Mm. And they have lower budgets and you do cooler stuff and it's more forgiving with like lighting and camera angles and things like that. But I want to be a director. So it's not like I can go straight from being a porn director to directing for Disney or like a family, you know, a lifetime movie. So it's the easiest thing. The segue is is into horror and music videos. And then you can prove yourself there and just kind of, you know, does that make sense? No, yeah, I get it. I just I've never really watched a lot of porn or a lot of uh, horror movies in my life. So I'm interested. Like, do you think you have to be a sick fuck to want to be involved in this? Are you attracted to the murder and the death and everything? No, No. that's just kind of happens. No, and for me, like when I'm creating it, it's not even about that. It's about how to make like this shot look like this. Like I'm not even thinking, oh, like that's a severed head. No, it's like, I like that. How can I make it look like my brain thinks like really cool. And when I watch movies, I see them differently. Uh, One of my favorite movies is Casino. And I watch it for the lighting. Whoever the like the main lighting guy was on Casino right. is a fucking genius. Like the way he put like just how he lit her earrings and this and that. And if you watch the movie, it's subconscious, but they start to light everything more gray and darker as things start to go downhill. Wow. But when everything's it's just like look at how he lit like every glass of water or like glass or whatever has like a like a, a special on it. I'm gonna and, have to rewatch yeah, Casino for the lighting. For, you have to. It's amazing. And that's the kind of stuff I notice. Interesting. I really think you got to do this Young Dolph video. I do too. Hook me up. Would you be down to direct it and also be the video girl, like have a role in it to a certain extent? Sure. Something tasteful. Oh, then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make this happen. It was great getting to meet you, honestly. Yeah, this has been fun. Yeah. I'm super stoked that we got this in because, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like sometimes I've, I've done majority of the big porn interviews I'm going to get, but you were a very integral part of porn history, so I'm glad that we got this done. No, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. My pleasure. Stormy Daniels. That's no me. Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support.